Okay. Good morning, everybody. We are on. Will uh, the the crowd from the see the Shalom crowd will shuffle in a few minutes. Let's start the Gemara. Meanwhile, before we talk about today about using cell phones for davening, so we are on Chaf Gimel Amar Bet for Ayal. We are um, about uh, four lines down. So we started to discuss yesterday about uh, certain items that one should not hold while they are davening. Um, and then we're going to um, finish the Gemara until the two dots, and then we'll come back to the discussion of whether one is allowed to daven, or one, one should, is allowed, is it preferable, not preferable to daven using a cell phone. So the Gemara starts, we are literally one, two, three, four lines down from the top. So the Gemara says as follows, A person should not, This we mentioned this yesterday, just... We'll uh, start from here again because this is today's topic. So, one should not hold tefillin in his hand. And similarly, a sefer Torah, one should not hold these two items, a sefer Torah or tefillin, while they are davening. Separately? Separately, correct, separately. Um, meaning either or. Um, similarly, one should not go ahead and relieve themselves, number one, while they are holding these two items, either or. And he similarly should not sleep with them. We'll see in a minute, does that mean, with regarding the tefillin, wearing them or holding them, presumably holding them, because that's been the flow of the uh, of the brisa thus far. Whether it's a longer uh, sleep or a short power nap. And based on this, Shmuel continues, Amr Shmuel Saki Numao Sukara Vikikar Hari Elu Vikayotsibahen. Shmuel adds on to the list not only a tefillin, a pair of tefillin, or, or one of the tefillin should you not hold on to while you're davening, not just a safer Torah, but even a knife, money, a plate, and a loaf of bread. And if you look at the top Rashi, we'll have to get back to this later, but what does it say? La Yochaz Biodo the top line. Rashi says, If you hold these items while you're davening, your mind will not be able to focus and concentrate on the tefillah. Because you're always going to be worried that they're fragile items and that they're going to break. They're going to drop them. And therefore, the bulk of your focus and energy and concentration while you're davening is on grasping these items tightly so they don't fall to the floor. And therefore, it's going to detract from your kavana for your tefillah. Now, Rashi also continues, and it says, the next Rashi, if he said, it says, you should not fall asleep with them, Shema Yafiach, lest you go ahead and pass gas. Now, we know that we saw from Gemara and Shabbos, that Mem Tes, Elisha Bal Kenafayim, Yitzarech Gufnaki, one needs a clean body, has to be clean when he's wearing the tefillin. So it's interesting, by the way, it doesn't mean necessarily that you can't hold them. So from Rashi, it would almost seem that you're wearing them, right? Because it doesn't necessarily mean, we saw according to Beis Hillel that one is allowed to urinate while holding tefillin, right? Why? So it, it may not necessarily be that Rashi holds the hair that's talking about holding tefillin. It might be that he's, according to Rashi, he understands it, that you're wearing, wearing the tefillin because he says not to pass gas. We'll get back to this in a second. But now if you look at one more, um, look at the next Rashi, also important Rashi. Hari elu and these things, and other things as well. Not just the Shmuel says one should not hold a knife, money, a plate, and a kikar loaf of bread. Rashi continues saying le regarding fila. Shadoi galen, because you're constantly worried about them because they're fragile. One shlo tipol asaki or you're holding a uh, eight inch uh, hunting knife. 
you're afraid if it drops, it's going to go straight into your foot. So obviously you're not going to, uh, you're not going to lose concentration. You're going to focus on holding it. You have a full bowl of, uh, of berries and you're holding it. You don't want to, if you drop it, all the berries are going to go to waste. The, the, the contents are going to spill over. So your focus is on that as well. You have a few dollar bills and it's a windy day. And if you know if it leaves your hand, you'll never get them. They're going to blow away. Or if I kick are eating off and the loaf of bread is going to get dirty, you're not going to be able to eat it. You're standing over a mud pile. If you drop the, the food, you lost it. So these are examples, according to Rashi, that Shmuel says that one cannot hold while they're davening simply because each one you're afraid of losing it, hurting stuff, whatever it is, you're going to focus on gra- holding it tight. What's the implication from Rashi, by the way? That anything that you don't care about, let's say you're holding a used tissue, Theoretically, that should be fine. If it blows away, it blows away. If it falls, it falls. Rashi's giving a reason, seemingly, that all four items that Shmuel listed were for a reason. That you're afraid that you're they're, either they're fragile, you're going to harm yourself, you're going to lose the value. But the implication is if you're holding a paper clip or a, or, a, or a 10 cent pen or a tissue, maybe Rashi would say you can hold, you can hold that. We'll see that Rabbein Yonah disagrees. But just we'll put it on the back burner until later. Okay, the Gemara continues. Let's get to the two dots, and then we'll discuss the topic. Amar of Amar of Sheshes. The halacha is not like the following Mishnah, why, like the bracelet we just learned, sorry, because there we said you cannot urinate while holding tefillin. Right? It said, lo yashtin bahem. Not only can you not hold tefillin while you're davening, you shouldn't hold them while you have to relieve yourself, number one. It can't be, we don't hold like this. Why? The Beishamahi, because we know this opinion is Beisham, as we know that Beis Hillel said clearly on the last off that one can hold filling while he's urinating, in which case, this Brysa that says you can't must be going like Beishamahi. And we know from Erevin Dafyud Gimel, whenever the Machlok is Beishamah, we always hold like a couple exceptions, but Beis Hillel. For the most part. Right, for the most part. And we, we also understand why. It's not that Beish Hillel was sharper than Beisham. Beisham usually had more penetrating insight. It's just that they were, gave more cover to Beis Hillel. And we see that how Midos impact the, the, um, those who were uh, made the Psak um, and, and Hilchos uh, Piskei Adin um, is impacted by, by, uh, by Midos. So now, because <clears throat> if the Gemara continues, the E base Hillel, because if it was the opinion, if it was really base Hillel, Hashda base Akise Kavua Shari, base Hillel says you can go into a full blown bathroom, right? The base Kise Kavua, which is where it's already established that there's excrement there. There's, it's a base Soa, there's, there's, there's excrement, there's feces there. And if you can hold it there, of course base Hillel would say that in a base Kise Arai where you're just going to urinate again. Beskise Kavu was a bathroom that was established already. People made number two there. A, a Beskise Arai is, it's a regular field. You're going to indoctrinate that area to make it a Beskise Arai by urinating. Until now, it wasn't. So that's why it has the temporary status of a Beskise. Bes Hillel says if you could bring it into an established bathroom, this case is talking about you can't urinate, it's talking about a Beskise Arai, a temporary bathroom. Of course, he would say you could, you could hold it, you could bring it into the bathroom. So it clearly can't be Beis Hillel's opinion. And if it's not Beis Hillel's opinion, it must be Beis Shammai's opinion. And we know we don't, generally, you don't pass like Beis Shammai. So Gilmar says, because if this really was Beis Hillel's opinion that you can't urinate with Thrillin, now that we know that Beis Hillel holds, you're allowed to bring Thrillin into a full established bathroom. You have to tell me that he can carry it into a temporary bathroom? Of course you can. Of course. So it can't be Beis Hillel's opinion. It has to be Beis Shammai. We know that we don't pass like Beis Shammai. Now the Gemara is going to ask the question, it can't be like Beis Shammai. It can't be like Beis Shammai. So before we go on, one, one thing. 
before we go on to this, it's a little bit uh, tricky. One comment about that you can't go ahead and sleep in the tefillin, and that is, are we talking about where you're holding it or where you are, 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 are wearing it? So Rashi seems to say over here, in the beginning at least, that... Um, holding it. That you're, hold, that you're holding it, because that's what it's going on, right? It says, Lo adam tefillin, And he says, well, you shouldn't sleep it, because you may go ahead and drop them. Uh, but the Gemara seems to say, the first part, Rashi says, you're going to focus on it, you don't want to drop them. And then Rashi says, you don't fall asleep in it, because you might go ahead and, and re- pass gas. There is a brysa in, in Sukkah that discusses two possibilities. One says, you can only sleep a temporary sleep. And one brysa says, you can even sleep shenas Keva wearing the tefillin. So which is it? So the Gemara answers there. The difference is one case you're holding it, in which case if you're holding it, even if you fall asleep for two minutes, we're afraid you're going to drop it. So if you're holding it, you should not sleep even a power nap. But the Gemara resolves it if when it says you can go ahead and sleep a, min, a small nap, that means you're wearing it. And for some reason, the Gemara wasn't concerned that you're going to, uh, to pass gas while you're, while you're wearing the tefillin. So in order to answer the stira there, one case says you should never can't have any kind of sleep. That's talking about where you're holding it, because even a 10-minute nap, you're going to lose concentration. You may drop the tefillin. But where you're wearing the tefillin, you could take, you could put your head down for 10 minutes, take a power nap if you're, if you're, holding, you're wearing tefillin after chakras and you're still tired, but you should not take a long, long-time nap because we're afraid you're going to, uh, to lose control of your bodily functions and you may pass gas. Okay, Gemara continues now. So now we're going to ask, how do we know that this is really Beishamai? Maybe this opinion is even belongs to Beis Hillel. That what? That even though <clears throat> one can carry tefillin into a base kisei kavua, that one can uh, carry tefillin into an established latrine, he won't be able to carry it here, which is against uh, logic, right? We say that if you can carry into a base kisei kavua, he certainly should be able to carry into a base kisei rai. The more says, Mesvei, there is a famous brisa. There's a brisa that we learned, not famous, but we learned regarding here, that it was said, that things which <clears throat> that I allowed you to do in a base kisei kavua, in an established base kisei, I did not, I forbade, I prohibited you from doing in a base kisei arai, in a temporary one. What is that referring to? My love tefillin, maybe this is the case of tefillin, that where Hashem says basically, I allowed you to bring <clears throat> tefillin into a base kisei Kavua, permanent one, but not into the temporary one. In which case, Beis Hillel can say that you can carry, this is referring to Beis Hillel, that even though he can carry it into a um, Beis Kisei Kavua, like Beis Hillel says, maybe by Beis Kisei Arai, a temporary one, he can't. And maybe it's not a proof that, this is Beis Shammai's opinion. Maybe, in fact, this is Beis Hillel's opinion. Because how else do we explain things that I allowed you to do here, meaning in a Beis Kisei Kavua, I asked you to do base kisei right. Now it's counterintuitive because you would think if you could bring tefillin into a permanent bathroom, you could certainly bring tefillin into a temporary or a newly established bathroom, which doesn't have the refuse and the excrement there. But maybe this statement is referring to tefillin, and therefore it's referring to base hillel. And maybe base hillel also agrees that we can bring tefillin into a base kisei arai. And maybe this statement. That Beishesha said that the halacha does not go like this mission because it has to be based Shammai. Maybe he's wrong. Maybe it goes like based Hillel as well, and we do paskin like it. So what is it referring to? I can understand this statement. Things that I assert here, I allowed you there, meaning things that I assert in a base kisei 
I allowed you to base Kisik Avua. If it's going to base Hill, that makes sense. Why? Shetarkilachon, what is it when it says, I allowed you here? That's in a base Kisik I allowed you to bring the tefillin into there. Asarkilachon, when Hashem says, I asked I prohibit you to do that here, that's within the base Kisik Arai. So Basila will allow in the Beis Kisei Kavua to bring the Tefillin, but not the Beis Kisei Eli Amrit, It can't be that this statement Hashem said, so to speak, was referring to Beis because Beis doesn't allow you to bring Tefillin to either one. So it can't be what I allowed you there, I asserted here, because there is no I allowed you there by Beis Shammai. says everything is Aser. It could only be according to Beis And therefore, maybe what the statement is saying, that which I did not allow you, that which I allowed you in a Beis Kisei Kavua, i.e. to bring in your Tefillin, I did not allow you to bring into the temporary bathroom. And that would show that the opinion that you can't bring tefillin into a temporary bathroom can even go like Basil. Okay, so the Gemara says that there's a problem with that. <clears throat> it's not referring to tefillin. The Gemara says what it's referring to, exposing yourself one tefach or two tefachim when you relieve yourself. Keep in mind this was done in a sort of Rishul Sarabim, this was done in the fields. So sometimes there was a wall there, but generally we had to be as sanu as possible, especially when it came to the opposite gender, right? You can't go ahead and just completely lower your trousers, lower your, lower your trousers, like my father, lower your pants, right? You can't lower your pants, totally, you have to be somewhat sanua. So it has nothing to do with tefillin. This is not a question on, on Shitas Beisil or Beishami. Maybe what Hashem is saying, what I allowed you to do there, meaning allowed you to reveal yourself two tafaks to pull your pants down two tafaks in certain areas I only allowed yourself to one tafak. What would that mean? Well think about it. That which I allowed you to do in the base kise kavua. What does one do in the base kise kavua? Number two. So you're allowed to pull back your pants a little bit more so you don't dirty your pants. Whereas opposed to in base kise if you're just doing number one, you don't have to you might just have to open it a tafak, not as much. So maybe that's what it's referring to. So the Gemara says, the Tani Chadak Shunifnes, let's see. I'll, I'll prove to you that that's what it's referring to. Because one Brisa said, Kishunifna, one person goes in and relieves himself, Megale Lachar Tefach, when on the back, your backside, meaning your, your Tuchas, you only reveal, you reveal one Tefach. Well, the fun of Tefachim, but when you go ahead and you relieve yourself, number one, you can open, you could expose yourself, so to speak, to Tefachs. Vitani Idech, and there's another Brisa, it says, <coughs> When you relieve yourself on the backside, one tefach, but in the front, nothing. How do we how do we reconcile these two brisos? One says in the back two, in the front one, and one says in the back one, in the front zero. So the Gemara says, "My love, is this not talking about both cases? A man, if he's doing number one, then he doesn't have to reveal anything in the back. Sorry, he can only do one in the back. So um, one in the back, one in the front, two in the back." And if he's making number, that's number two. If he's making number one, he doesn't have to reveal anything in the back. Gemara says, lo kasha, kanlik dolim, kanlik tanim. Exactly. In other words, it depends. If you're relieving yourself from the front, therefore, um, you, you would have to go ahead and reveal yourself um, in the front two tafaks. And in the back, you still have to do a little bit because sometimes men have an urgency when they, when they uh, urinate based on the uh, physiological system. Sometimes they, they, they can excrete something from the back. But if you only have the intention to go to the back, you don't necessarily have to open anything in front. Maybe that's how we resolve it. Morris says, no, no, no. If that's the case, why do you even need to open in the, if you're going to make number one, why do you have to tell me you have to open up in the back at all? If you open, one case said two and one, one case said one and zero. But if, if, you're, if you're urinating, you don't have to open anything in the back. Why would I need you to do two in the front and one in the back? Hello? Isn't it the opposite 
dose or like you would think as to if you're urinating you need to do one in the front and two in the back for defecating but they did the opposite no 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 so yeah so it says here going number one you got you got two tefaks in the front and if you're going number two one tefak in the back right right so it says here below kasha khan ligdolim when if you're doing it in, in the back, you don't have to op- you don't have to reveal yourself in the front at all. You have to keep in mind, by the way, that this was a question of sneers because you're doing it in the public domain. So if you had to relieve yourself in the back, then don't open your front at all. If you have to relieve yourself in the front, you can open yourself back a little bit because sometimes one urge leads to the other. That's how the Gemara understands it. So the Gemara says, The Gemara says, is this logical? If it's if it's um, <clears throat> if you're urinating, why do you have to expose yourself in the back at all? Keep in mind, again, this is just a statement that we're trying to understand. That which I assert, I allowed you to do here, which is based kise kavua, I prohibited you from in the temporary one. We thought this was talking about tefillin. If it's talking about tefillin, it's a question, and maybe even base Hillel would agree that you, can, that you cannot carry tefillin into the base kise arai. But the Gemara says, no, there's nothing to do with that. We're talking about that which I permitted you to do. I was more makil in the temp- permanent bathroom. I gave you two tefaks to expose yourself. When it came to the temporary bathroom, I only gave you one tefak, in which case it has nothing to do with tefillin, and it's not a question on Shita of Pesillo. Gemara says, no, it has nothing, to, you're, you're right, it's a good question. Both are talking about gedolim. Both are talking about where you have to relieve yourself number two. Velokash, it's not a question. Why one case it says two, one case it says one? Be'ish, we're talking about Velokash, Habish, Habisha. We're talking about not both cases referring to a man. One in the front, one in the back, meaning when he has to relieve himself, number one versus number two. We're talking about every case, both these cases, of the, of when it said give a number, different number or disparate number of tefaks, how much you can uh, relie- um, reveal of yourself. One was talking about a woman, one was talking about a man, but both are talking about number two. And that's how we're going to explain the Bryce of that which I allowed you there, I didn't allow you here. Meaning what? That by a man... <clears throat> When he, when, when he, uh, when, when I, what I allowed by a man is to go ahead and allow himself to reveal himself in the front too, I did not allow by the woman, because the woman doesn't have to, uh, you know, when, when she sits for both, for both, uh, for both one and two. So they don't really have any need to go ahead and reveal themselves in the front. So that's how the Gemara, okay, the Gemara. Uh, why is it, why is it, if it has nothing to do with the tefillin, obviously it has nothing to do with the tefillin, otherwise it would not be uh, uh, applied to a woman. But why oh, so now we're going to get back. It is going to apply to tefillin. We're trying to understand. We think that this statement, again, just just to keep cup. Rav Shesha said the statement that a person cannot hold the tefillin in his hand must be like Beishamai, and therefore we reject this opinion because we know that Beis Hillel, we saw last off, says you can hold tefillin in a bathroom. Gemara says okay. you're wrong. Even Beis Hillel, the talking about the Rav Shesha says you're wrong. Even Beis Hillel might say that you can hold tefillin, carry tefillin into a base kise a riot, temporary one, based on the following statement. We know that Hashem says, that which I allowed you to do in a base kise kavua, I ossered in a base kise a riot, temporary one, which is counterintuitive. What could it possibly, if a base kise is kavua, established one, is more chomer, it has refuse and excrement in there, the halacha should be more chomer. You would think if anything that base Hillel allowed there to carry tefillin, of course you can carry in a temporary uh, latrine. So saying you're right, it has nothing to do with tefillin, 
because that was the question. Maybe Basil says you, and you'd be wrong. Maybe Basil says you can carry. Maybe that statement, that which I asked her there, I allowed there, is talking about fill in, in which case Basil would say that you can carry fill in into the temporary one. Gemara says it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with a tefach and tefachayim. How much you can reveal yourself. What I allowed you to reveal yourself in a base kisei kavua, because it makes sense now, you can reveal yourself more because you're doing number two there, I did not allow in, in, in the base Kisei Arai. So that's what we're trying to explain right now. We're going to come back and say it is tefillin, because the Gemara says, the Gemara says, I don't, I don't understand. If you're going to tell me that's talking about tefach and tefachayim, that's a function of physiology. And the Gemara at the end of that brisa says, that which I allowed here, I asked her there, is a kavachomer that has no refutation. Now the Gemara is going to say, Gemara asks now, if it's just a question of bodily function, just physiology, anatomic differences, that's not a kalva homer that you can't refute. That's mitzios. That's empiric evidence. A woman does sits down and doesn't have to go ahead and, and reveal herself in front. Whereas that's a kalva homer that you have and has no question. Kalva homer is based on logic, on reasoning, on plumbing the depths and saying if, if A, then B. There's no kalva homer. So the end of that statement in the Brisa that says it's a kalva homer doesn't have a tshuva, it wouldn't say that if it's talking about a man needs two and a woman needs one. A third grader understands that. That's not based on logic. So it can't be what it's referring to. Darker de milsi, it's nature. That, that's just empiric uh, anatomic evidence. Elalav, it must be talking about tefillin. And therefore, to you the derava, I'm Rav Sheshis. It, it goes back to being a question on Rav Sheshis. Again, because Rav Sheshis said, this statement that we had that one cannot bring tefillin into a base kisei, arai, must be like Beishama, and therefore we don't paskin like it. But we just proved based on this statement that maybe when he says, Hashem says, what I asked her there in Beishkisei Kavu, I allowed in a Beishkisei Arai. Right? We would think, what would we think about Shita's Beis Hillel? Beis Hillel says, I want to get to the topic today. Well, what does Beis Hillel say? Beis Hillel says one can carry tefillin into an established bathroom. If, without any other thought, if I would say, can he carry tefillin, according to Beis Hillel, into a temporary bathroom, we would all say, yes. of course. If you carry into a permanent one, so that's what that's what Shesha says. This statement that says you cannot carry tefillin into a temporary bathroom cannot go like Beis because it's counterintuitive. But then we say, or that's what Rav Shesha says, so, and therefore since it must be Beishama, we do not hold like that. Gemara says it might even be Beis based on this weird statement we have. What I asked her, what I allowed there, I asked her there. What I allowed in Beis Kiskevu, I asked her there. Maybe it's referring to Beis Hillel's opinion about tefillin. So then we went into this whole discussion. It's not nothing to do with tefillin. It has to do with tefach tefachayim. And Gemara says, no, that can't because that doesn't make sense to use a lashon that's a kalvachomer that has no tshuva on it. It's not a kalvachomer. It's logic. So therefore it goes back to tefillin and therefore it's a question on Rav Sheshes, And therefore it could be even like Beis Hillel would admit that one cannot carry tefillin into a Beis Kisei all right, and therefore, Tiyufta, it's a question on Rav Sheshes. It's not necessarily that it, we don't pass like this. It's not just Beishama's opinion. It can even be Beis Hillel's opinion. Now the Gemara is going to ask, one second. Sorry. Sure. So the Kavu, uh, uh, basically say Kavua, didn't you sort of say that it had somewhat better plumbing and it was... No, that's, a, that's basically the Parsoi. That was a Persian base. But that was a totally separate one. Even a Kavua would not have better. No, no, no. no. There's no a, Kavua. There just mean the extra men state. It was just a field that it was a, that someone already did number two there establishes it as a okay. yeah yeah no the refuse is still there it stinks it's it's uh, okay. Beskisa the Brasoi was a major breakthrough at that time digging a hole in the ground putting a slant and having some drizzling water there just to wash it down something like that okay now the Gemara says kasha so let's try to understand what exactly why why would Hashem say that why would it be 
that which I allowed you to carry tefillin into a base kise kavua, I prohibited by a temporary one. There has to be some reasoning. What's the logic? When I have number two and I'm sitting down, there's no sprinkling, there's no uh, splattering, right? Number two. So I don't have to clean myself. But, sorry, therefore you can hold the tefillin. We're not worried that's going to go on your shoes and you have to clean it and you're holding tefillin or it's going to go on the tefillin. However, when you, we all know when you stand at a urinal, there's a little splatter. So, Maybe even though it's a uh, even though it's a uh, what you're doing has has impact on the tefillin that you're holding. When you're sitting down in the toilet, it goes straight down. Okay, but when you're standing and you're urinating, sometimes there's a little splattering of, of, of urine drops. But, but you're saying that basically is only for for, for defecation and basically is only for urination. Correct. Is, is that's it? correct. Right. That, that's what Gemara assumes. No, so Beskise Kavua is for number two. Beskise Arai is considered just for, for urination. So in other words, That's the, all moment, question. the moment that a person is doing number two, he already automatically makes it. Right, makes it the correct. Kavua. Or it's already been there. Or it's already established one. Beskise Arai is typically where... At, we all do this on the street. Right? If you're stuck in, in the woods, you're on a hike. We all do this on the street. I don't, I don't, mean, I don't mean on the circle. I don't mean on the circle, but think about it. If you're on a hike, but if you're on a hike and you and a man has to go to the bathroom, he'll go away from the, the crowd, and so that becomes a basic Sarah. I don't mean I don't want you to start rumors as opposed to Lawrence. They don't do it, but here they do it. But, but go, go back and say hello, Cohen. Set no, okay. But in any event, <clears throat> but at, at times we've all done it in our lives. Hopefully, when we were younger, not when we we're adults. But it, nonetheless, it's probably Tel Aviv. You can smell it. Yeah, that, that's true. Or in the city these days. So, correct. 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 So once you urinate there, there becomes a base kisei ari. It doesn't become a kisei kavu until someone relieves himself. Is number it two only there. Human or could it be animal as well? Interesting question. We don't consider animal so as as the full full. In a, well, you shouldn't, shouldn't daven next to it, but it doesn't have the what same status. Know, right. So it doesn't have the same status so, uh, as we don't consider another, it the same status as. Another question is how how would you know that this sinner. is uh, kavua? How do you know? How do you know if somebody was there before? You don't, you don't know. I, I, so, I mean, any, to the best any, of your knowledge. Any, any place that is used for uh, number two is Kavua? In those in, times, again, we're, we're not talking about... At, 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 field. In those times, that's what it was. There were certain places that they usually had a wall separating from the Shusarab because people had to re- reveal themselves much more than they were when standing number one. Again, I, I, I'm assuming I wasn't there exactly, but the, the Gemara discusses that we just had a case. You have a wall separating the Shusarab and the place where they relieve themselves, and they had holes on this side, holes on that side, mm. where to put the tefillin. So... Okay, now, but by a beskise, where there's splattering, asri, you shouldn't carry tefillin. Okay, the Gemara continues. Ihachi, amai ain't love tshuva, tshuva malyasi. So why would the Gemara say this? the Kavachomer has no tshuva? It has a fantastic tshuva. It, it has a, the, 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 um, you can certainly go ahead and explain it. It's not a Kavachomer. So the Kavachomer has an explanation. Gemara says, Hachi Kamar. Hamilsa tama. No, there is a reason for why Hashem asked it in a temporary one, but allowed you to carry tefillin in there. But below Tesalem Kavachomer, you don't need a Kavachomer. And none do with a Kavachomer because it's it's not, one has splattering, one, it's not a Kavachomer, it's the fact. The East, Olim Tevis Kavachomer, because if you were telling me that it makes sense based on Kavachomer, still Kavachomer Shen Lachuva. No, then then you would say that's a Kavachomer that has absolutely no basis, it doesn't make sense. This is based on reasoning. It makes sense that one should go ahead and be able to carry tefillin in a place where you are number two because there's no worry about getting the tefillin dirty or, or going on yourself and you have to clean it off. But if you urinate and, and, and it splatters on you and you're holding tefillin, you have to rub off the, the urine, that is certainly a bizayon, and that's why the chiluk comes into place. Okay, 
the topic off. That took a, while, a little longer than I anticipated. Hopefully, we'll have enough time to finish it. So, a very, very important topic. We started off today speaking about what a person should not hold when they are davening. It says, Loyochaz Adam Tfilin Biado, a person should not hold Tfilin, not a Sefer Torah. And then when Shmuel went on to say that you cannot carry a sakin, you should not hold on to a knife, money, a plate, or a kikar of lechem while you are davening, because Rashi said you're so worried about holding them that it's going to take you away from concentrating on the davening. And therefore, if you know, they're fragile, or Rashi said the knife may fall and stab your foot, the money may fly away. You're so focused on, the, on holding the items um, that you are not going to give the tefillah the proper davening, so uh, proper concentration. So, question is, let's discuss cell phones. So, davening with cell phones. So, before we knock and bash cell phones, let's discuss some of the potential benefits. And by the way, as you mentioned yesterday, this I wrote up this uh, most of this up um, uh, about a year ago, but I actually found another share online last night around eleven forty-five at night while I was in bed. So, I was I added a couple stuff this morning. So, it's a few di- and a couple stuff I looked at last night, but a lot of this is based on uh, about half of this is based on. Rabbi uh, Arya Libur to share, actually, that he wrote in uh, one of the yadrims here. So, some of the benefits, we know, first of all, I always use my cell phone when I'm on a plane, right? For Tefillah Saderach. There are some uses where it's just, even at night, right? If, if you're diving Marv late at night and it's dark, it, it illuminates. Um, sometimes it's, it's heavy to carry a sitter for people who are elderly or myself who needs already progressives. You can increase the font. There are certainly some positives to using the cell phones. There's certainly a lot more detracting and, and negative aspects, but four areas of concern that we have when davening from a cell phone. Number one is we just discussed holding fragile items during davening. So this is Rashi's concern. Rashi's concern, if you're going to be worried about holding the item and it's going to take away, so Rashi says it, right? The last, the first uh, uh, line in Rashi here, Shein daitum yusheves you won't have your thoughts on tefillah, Shere libo tamina because you're so focused on not letting them drop. So a cell phone would qualify. No one wants, even if you have a protector, no one wants the, the cell phone to drop. There's like another Gemara. There's another Gemara that um, discusses, the Gemara says in Sukkadaf Mem Aleph, discusses holding a lulav during davening. And the Gemara says you can hold a lulav during davening. Why can you hold a lulav during davening? So they seem to say there that, um, especially the Anche Yushalayim used to walk around all day holding the lulav and while they were davening. And so, uh, because it's part of the mitzvah and you're excited about it, you're not so worried. It, it becomes part of the mitzvah. So it might be a little hard to explain. If, if you're excited about it, you might be thinking about it a little more. But the Gemara seems to say there that a lulav is different. It's part of the tefillah. Chavi, exactly. You're so excited about it and you love it. It's part of the mitzvah. You're not, we're not so worried about it. There is an, a third Gemara, which is interesting. It rates a little bit. In the Gemara Bamtiyadaf uh, Kufhe says, person who's carrying a bag when the Zaman for davening arrives, the Gemara rules, can I hold that on my a knapsack? If it's less than four kaben, you can hold it. Otherwise, you have to put it down. Why? Presumably, because if it's so heavy, you're going to be constantly thinking about it. But if it's just a knapsack, they have the swag bags today, they put a sweatshirt in, it weighs a half a pound. You don't even notice it. You forget that you're carrying it. But if it's a very heavy bag... I'm not talking about soldiers now. We'll get to that in a second, by the way. What do soldiers do with their guns? I found the chuva about that. But, but, um, Part of them. but um, nonetheless, if that, that's the third Gemara. So we have three Gemaras. Now, Rashi, as I said here, seems to say that the reason is you're worried about uh, it's going to fall, and therefore um, you're, you're going to be worried about it so much that, uh, that you're not going to be able to focus. Crazy that um, the, uh, the Rabbeinu Yonah says... Anything, any, nothing, nothing to do with being fragile. Anything you hold, by definition, you're focusing on because you have to have muscle memory in order to hold it. 
So other than a, than, than a sitter, which is part of your davening, it's hard to daven at a sitter, you can hold that. The question becomes, what about, a, we said, a used tissue, a 10-cent pen, a paper clip. So Rashi would seem to say that you can hold that because it's, we're not worried about it being fragile, you're not worried about it falling, you don't care if a tissue falls and blows away. Rabbeinu Yonah would say that anything you hold, even a, a, a styrofoam cup, even has no value, you're still holding it. But that means you're actually focused on it. If you, if you weren't focused on it, your hand would open and it fall. So the fact that you're holding something, and so listen to what the Shulchan Aruch says. Shulchan Aruch says, Kishum is when someone davins, lo yochaz biyod fillin. a person should not altfillin, v'lo sefer mikisve kodesh. You shouldn't even hold a sefer, v'lo kara, a full plate, v'lo sakin, and why? And or loaf of bread, as the Gemara brings here, b'nei shalibo aleim shlo yiplu we're afraid that you're so concentrating on holding it that you're not going to want to fall, that it's going to impact. Um, logically, based on this, the Mechaber doesn't say it, but he would say that one can hold the sitter. Right? The Truma Sadeshin also says, obviously, you can hold the sitter um, for, the, for that reason. Now, it's interesting, by the way, we're still concerned. Um, the, uh, the Taz, believe it or not, Tirizov said you cannot even hold the sitter. The Taz was of the belief that if you're holding anything, it's going to detract from uh, recognizing that you're standing with Neashchina, he says it's better not to hold anything. And rather, similarly, Shochan Arachharab also holds that when you're davening Shemon Esrei, the best is to clasp your hands together as a sign of Avdos, as, as deference. Supposed to hand, with your hands a little bit, uh, head a little bit bowed, in deference to HaKadosh Baruch it's better not to hold anything, it's better just to go ahead and clasp your hands. Hence why we have standards. Oh, okay, correct. Table, standards, correct. Now, so that's the first concern, dropping something fragile. Now, clearly, a cell phone would fall into that, right, or holding it. So that's one problem we have. A second concern is a distraction. The Gemara and Brachos Dafei, we discussed this way back when, says, We are really supposed to daven right next to a wall. The best place to daven is the front of the shul next to a Y. Because if you're sitting in the back, oh, Shlaimi came in late, he's nice, wearing nice sneakers, they're talking... You could focus if you're in the back row and you have 50 rows in front of you, you have all the people and you really be distracted. The Gemara says in Brachos Tafei, we did this a while back, that the best place to daven is front smack and center against the front wall so that you have nothing to distract you. So clearly distraction. Um, and by the way, <clears throat> the Beis Yosef, quoting the Tshuva, the Rambam explains that the requirement to daven in front of a wall is not limited just not, not because we want you to be bored. It's that anything that will be distracting, there's a halacha that you shouldn't even dive in front of a beautiful tapestry because you're going to be so wowed by the, by the, by the, by the beauty of it that it's going, to, uh, it's going to take you away from the uh, focus. The Mishnah Brewer actually says, practically it's impossible that everyone sits in the front row. You can't, so, someone has to, unless you're you know, not in BRS, unless you're in a shtibol and you have 10 people, thank God BRS is full, someone has to sit in the third, fourth, fifth battle. So the, the Mishnah Baruch says you should really try to close your eyes. Don't take your eyes out of the sitter. Try to go ahead and um, try to go ahead and uh, make it that you don't have to focus on other things. Meaning, stay on the focus on sitter and not on when people are coming into shul and what they're wearing. The Beis Yosef, as I just said, it says it's also to go ahead and sit in front of a tapestry. It's interesting that uh, the Stipler Gon uh, was quoted as saying when people put uh, pictures or posters of Gedolim in their sukkah, they shouldn't daven in the sukkah because you would think that sometimes that would inspire you to have greater kavana, but oftentimes it doesn't. Oftentimes it thinks, you think about a uh, chiddush you heard of the stipler. Or, so he says it's better not to daven in the sukkah if you're putting things that will, and the truth is, if you're a, if you're a good yid and you see a picture of Moshe Feinstein, 
you're inspired, not just for the davening, but you think about how great he is, what I should be doing, and you take your mind off. If you shouldn't daven in front of a tapestry, you certainly shouldn't daven in front of, uh, in front of these, uh, these posters. So that's another thing, distraction. We're going to get to this, obviously. By the way, obviously a cell phone is a great distraction. Even, those, even if you're going to use it, it absolutely has to be on airplane mode. I mean, if you're in the middle of davening, and let me just put a pet peeve here, I will tell you the most emancipating, liberating thing is not to have your cell phone. When I was a physician for 14 years, and, and while I was in training, you always have to have your cell phone on. Leaving it out of shul is liberating. There's no need to have it in shul. You'll, you'll get eggs when you get, your neighbor tells you the garbage is, is still out in the street, whatever it is, you're standing in front of a Kaddish Baruch Any conversation you have, it's only because the Kaddish Baruch has given us the ability to talk to him three times a day that we feel so comfortable that we can go ahead and have a different conversation. I'll get the eggs, I'll, I'll, I'll take out the guard, whatever it is. There's nothing, you're talking in front of Hashem, so leave it outside, besides the fact that it's so bothersome to other people. When you're Davik Shemun Esrei, and all of a sudden, it takes the person three times, three rings before he turns it off. Just keep other people in mind, there's really no need. <clears throat> Third, standing in front of a king, the Pasuk in Bereisha says quickly, Yaakov tells his family, remove all the foreign gods, Yaakov had to bring a carbon after the whole case of Shechem, Dina, and uh, Levi, and Shimon, and he says, change your clothes. Rashi says there, maybe there's a Vodazara in your clothes. That's not what Ibn Ezra says. Listen to what he says. Ibn Ezra on the Pasuk in Lamed Hay, <clears throat> Parak Lamed Hay Pasuk Bet says, remove your clothes when Yaakov tells his family, we hear, learn from here, from this tzivar, from this command, from Yaakov to his family, when we go ahead and daven, you have to have a clean aki, you have to wear presentable clothing. You're going to daven, you have to wear presentable clothing. There is a concept of kavod shemayim, that you have to go ahead, and when you come before Akash Baruch you have to do... You're going to the king, you're going to an elected official, you're going to put on a suit and tie, you're going to go ahead and put away, you're not going to hold a cell phone. There's certain things that just cover Shemaim. So the, some people see this in the Rambam, by the way. The Rambam, says as follows, says, How do we go ahead and we fix our clothes when we're going to Davin before Hashem? You have to go ahead and... and Press your clothes and fix them. He learns the whole obligation to dress nicely, not to wear shmatas, things that are filthy and dirty, crumpled in a ball. Why? When you're in front of glory, of royalty, of regalness, you have to present yourself. There's a concept of Kavot Shemaim. So the Prima Gaudim actually says here that one should not hold any items that would be disrespectful if you were standing in front of a king. And if you want to see the president, you wouldn't be holding a cell phone. So make your own deductions, right? Make your own conclusions. Now, last, last, Maris Ayn. Maris Ayn is a concept of, Maris Ayn is a concept of people seeing you do things and they will go ahead and infer that it's allowed or it will be a stain on your reputation. But the average person, assuming that you have it on airplane mode, which we just discussed, is an absolute must. Otherwise, you're davening and you get a text while you're davening from the sitter, a text comes on. And it's certainly, even if you ignore it, it's certainly, who just sent it to me, oh my God, is he angry? Whatever you're thinking, it's going to detract from you. So assuming it's on airplane mode, which is a bidyeva, bidyeva, but at least it's on, 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 on airplane mode, um, people are not going to necessarily know that. And I've seen it, and we've all seen it, that even if you have the phone on, you start, you start browsing. 
we're talking before God. We're asking him, when we need things, we're rushing to him. And we don't need things, we should still be rushing to him. So to, 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 to belittle davening and to search, scrolling, on, even if it's about Israel, to scroll at the time, it's a busha to Hashem. We should keep that in mind. So now, there's actually a tchumen, which is, I'm, I'm ending in a second, tchumen, which is a, uh, a, um, a um, what's the word? periodical that comes out about halacha. There were two opinions, whether it's allowed, one's not allowed. And, and the opinion that said that it's not allowed because the cell phone is not designated as a sitter. You can use it as a sitter, and it certainly has, under the correct extenuating circumstances, applications to use as a sitter. If you don't have a sitter, you know it by heart, you use it. If it's at night and you need a light, you, there are certainly opportunities to use it. But it just seems to come to a shul when you have 5,000, you have English to do them, you have, you have Russian translation, you have everything you need here to go ahead and use that. It just, it's not the dick to Hashem. It's not. Because it's not, when we use the cell phone, we're thinking about the stock market, we're thinking about all the, all the things that you use it for the day. Halavai, some of them are for color. She can, there's an amazing amount of shiurim on it now. But that's not what, what tefillah is about. You're talking to Hashem. We know very famous... Rav Salavich, Chaim Salavich has, a, has an insight into the steer on the Rambam. He says, you do need, um, you do need Kavana, or you don't need, or you, and you're Yosin if you don't have Kavana. So the Rambam is so to himself. When it comes from an Esra, you do have to have Kavana, you not have to Kavana. So Rav Chaim Salavich says as follows. The difference is, for the first brachos, until Mechaim Mesim, you have to understand the words. If you don't have Taich of the Milim for the first three brachos, you're not Yosin. You're not Yotze. When it says you need for the whole Shemona Esrei, what's that referring to? That's referring to, even if you don't understand the words for Shemona Esrei, you still have to realize you're standing in the presence B'fnei HaShchina. You're all made B'fnei Hashem. That's what we spoke about earlier this year. You take three steps into the Shechina. Rosh Hashem does all peace. Then we take three steps into Shemona Esrei because we're entering the Shechina. We take three steps out. We're leaving the Shechina. So to have that, you always have to have the presence of mind, Dal that you're all made B'fnei HaShchina. When you have your cell phone there, it's so easy to be distracted that you're, if, especially if you're getting texts or, or alerts, uh, the latest uh, uh, Yankees or Dolphins, it, it's, it, it's just not, uh, so interesting, I just want to discuss, Rev. Usher Weiss said, just two, two last points, that it's hard to prohibit the use, he wouldn't say that it's Usher, under certain circumstances, Allah it has application, but certainly no one's going to condone it, and no one's going to go and say, L'chatrila, use it. So when you come here and we have phones, the best thing, as Sidorim, best thing is to leave it outside. But if you are going to have it, even in your pocket, not to daven from, put it on mute so you don't go ahead and, and, and stir other people's davening. And lastly, the biscuit I promise you, I'll discuss it. What about if you need to, the soldiers today uh, who obviously need to hold on to the guns? They can't put it down. They're not allowed to put it down. Uh, someone can walk away with it. What do they do when they daven? See what actually, Piskei Chuvas actually says in Orchayim Siman Sadi Vav says, when a person needs to hold on to an object to decrease anxiety, for example, a soldier, if he puts it down, is going to be much more uh, focused on the fact that who's coming, who's coming, that if he were to hold it, even though it weighs 10 pounds, it's a much less of a distraction for him. So he should certainly go on and hold it. Mirza Shemar Davening should be with full kavana. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. <laughs>